reaching Israel and the world. Shalom, Yedidim, friends and beloved ones. Grace and peace to you today and Baruch Hashem. Bless the name of the Lord. Honey, today as we go deep into the Word of God, one of the things I want to accent is how important it is that we build a discipline into our life, that we are consistently spending time alone with God. Mm -hmm. I know it is for many of us uncomfortable. It is a discipline, but the value and the benefits that come from spending time alone, just sitting before God, are immense. This is why the scripture says that Jesus oftentimes went away to a lonely place to be with the Father. Right. Oftentimes he went on top of a mountain, but he knew how critical it was to get away from people yeah. to just be before the Father. He was really showing us the way, the way to peace, the way to find peace in this life and the way to stay steady on the track of life. And, and I was just reading an article of a Christian man who, who told about his background where he was very lost. He was looking for ha happiness and satisfaction in one direction and another direction in his life. And, and finally he went diving in the ocean and it was just him and God. It was pure silence with him and God. And he said, that's what I need time with God, just time with God, where we can come into the peace that our Creator has for us. Shalom, Yedidim. Yedidim is the Hebrew word for friends or beloved ones. Welcome today through the airways, whether you're watching on TV or the internet, Facebook, to the deep forest of Colorado spending time alone in the woods with God, just looking to absorb His presence. You know, the scripture says, be still and know that I am God. And there's something about being in the deep forest like this, alone with God. Obviously, we're filming right now, but I'm spending a little time here just being alone with God. There's something that happens that isn't quite easily uh, assimilated when we're out in the busyness of life. The scripture says that Jesus often went away to a lonely place to pray. And he went oftentimes into the mountains, just like we're here today in Colorado. I wanna bring you today back to the book of Romans. We're in a series that I'm calling Journeying Through the Book of Romans. And I wanna take considerable time in this series. This is now the third episode of season one in this series. And beloved, the reason I wanna take time as we go through the book of Romans is because the book of Romans is the gospel that was once and for all delivered to the church by the apostles. And so today we're picking up in verse number 16 of chapter one, and Paul begins by saying this, for I am not ashamed of the gospel. Now, I wanna just point out, as I said in the previous two episodes, if we wanna know what the gospel is, we have to find out what the scripture tells us the gospel's about. Because the gospel, supposedly the gospel, that's being preached today oftentimes is not the gospel that was once and for all delivered to the saints. Paul later wrote in one of his writings, if anyone comes to you bringing a different gospel 
than the one I've brought, let him be accursed. So we want to pay very careful attention as to what the Word of God says the gospel is. You see, the primary difference between the gospel, which is not the real gospel that we're often hearing today in contemporary society, versus the gospel that is written in the Word of God, the primary difference, beloved one, is that the gospel that we're hearing today in the contemporary church is a gospel that is, listen, me-centered, M-E. The gospel that we're predominantly hearing today is me-centered. It's all about God is presented to us through contemporary preaching oftentimes in such a way that we take God to use Him to achieve the American dream. In other words, if you believe in God, He's going to answer all your problems with your finances, with your marriage. You're going to get a job promotion. You're going to be successful, wealthy, and happy. And it's all about God making us happy. It becomes all about us rather than it being a gospel that is, first of all, about glorifying Him, about glorifying the Creator. You see, the gospel that Paul gave to us was a gospel that begins when mankind recognizes the evil in his heart, his sinful state, that because of his sin, he's separated from God and hell-bound, and that because of this sinful separation between God and man, in the Lord's compassion, Yahweh, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, fulfilled his promises in the Hebrew Bible by sending a Redeemer, who is Jesus, the descendant of Abraham. And if we'll come to the God of Israel through Jesus, God will take away our sin and bring us into fellowship with himself. This is what the true gospel is. It's not about God becoming a magic genie that all I have to do is use the right formula and he gives me the American dream. So I want you to pay real careful attention to what the Word of God teaches us about the true gospel. Because remember, Paul said, if anyone comes preaching a different gospel, let him be accursed. Beloved, you and I need to pay attention to God's Word. So let's continue, verse 16, chapter 1 of Romans. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it's the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Now, the English word salvation here is taken from the original Greek manuscript in which the New Testament was first written. And the original New Testament word for salvation is called sozo in the Greek. And what it means is wholeness, spirit, soul, mind, and body. So when Paul says that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation, what Paul is actually saying is, is that through receiving Jesus, we're brought into wholeness with God. And this wholeness all comes through relationship. It causes us to have shalom, completeness, spirit, soul, mind, and body, so that the deepest longing is the human soul are met in God, not with things, but in God. You see, Jesus said, this is eternal life, that you would know God and Jesus whom thou hast sent. So this good news, this gospel that Paul is bringing is designed to bring us unto salvation, which makes us whole in Jesus simply because we're in relationship 
we're in unity with our Creator. Let's continue on. He says, I am not ashamed of the gospel in verse 16. I want you to consider this. Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Now, as I just said that, many of us, it didn't really register that much. You're listening to me, and maybe you're even paying attention and engaged, but somehow it didn't strike you. When Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel, that phrase, for many of you, it didn't strike you but I want it to strike us. There's another portion in the New Testament, the written word of God, where Paul tells us, do not be ashamed of the testimony of the Lord. Now, I consider myself, beloved ones, a pretty bold witness for Jesus. I mean, when I first got saved in 1978, I mean, if you were in back of me at the grocery store, I would have turned around and started witnessing to you because I knew that Jesus said, you shall be my witness. And I didn't know if I'd ever have an opportunity again to witness to that person in back of me at the grocery store. So I said, I thought I better do it now. So I'm simply saying that I consider myself a bold witness for Jesus. But you know what I recognized? Even I sometimes have to reject being ashamed of the gospel. What do I mean by that? Please forgive me, God, for even saying that. But I recognize it in myself. I had a little card that I got printed up. It's called whoamai.com, which is a little business size card. And it has three questions on the back of it. Where did I come from? Why am I here? Is there more than this? And then on the reverse side of the card, it just says our webs a website, whoamai.com. And when people go to that website, I present the gospel to them. So I was in my car one day getting ready to go into, I forget even what kind of store it was, and I had some of those cards uh, in my vehicle, and I said to myself, I'll bring that card in, and when you check out at the store, give one of the cards to the person that's checking you out. And you know what I sensed? Even in myself, a hesitancy, like, oh, why do I want to do that? They're just going to reject me. They're just going to think I'm some weirdo. They're just going to think I'm some kook. But I said, no, do not be ashamed of the gospel or of the testimony of the Lord. And I know that there's some that are listening to me right now, and you've really struggled with this. I want to encourage you, come out of your comfort zone. I know it's hard. I'm not condemning you. God loves us, but we have to, beloved, be his witnesses. Paul rejected being ashamed of the gospel. And so we're continuing on here. I want to keep moving forward, but I want you to take this seriously. We need to be as witnesses. We need to reject the shame because Paul said, I will not be ashamed. That's the opposite of being shamed. We need to reject letting the devil shame us for being bold testimonies in the earth for Jesus. Now, you know, I talk about this a lot, but I'm an evangelist and I'm just trying to transfer the anointing, beloved, that's on me into you so that we all can be, be bold witnesses. I believe when the Lord calls apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, one of the roles of a pro uh, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers is to transfer their anointing to the entire body of the church. All right, let's continue on. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Now, this is another point. I know we're going slow, but this needs to be pointed out. Because you know what is so unfortunate? Is that many people in the church, 
they feel, you know what? The gospel is good for the Gentile, but they think, but Jewish people, do they really need the gospel? Many people that consider themselves Christians, they won't, don't witness to Jewish people because they think, who am I to witness to Jewish people? They're God's chosen people. I'm not gonna force my Jesus on them. And many Christians shrink back from testifying about the Messiahship of Jesus to the Jewish people. But notice what Paul said in verse 16. He said the gospel is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. Now listen, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Paul didn't say the gospel is the power of salvation to the Gentile. He didn't say the power of God was the, the, the gospel was the power of God just to the Greek. He said it's to the Jew and the Greek. Either Jesus is the savior of the world or he's the savior of none. Either he's the Messiah of everybody or he's the Messiah of no one. He is the only message that brings salvation. And so don't ever be intimidated by presenting your faith, beloved, to a Jewish person. They need Jesus just as much as you do. This is why Yeshua said to his own beloved kinsmen, the Jewish people, he said to the Jewish people, unless you believe that I am he, meaning the Messiah, meaning the sent one that they were expecting, he said, unless you believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. Think about ancient Israel discovering who their God was. They had very little revelation at first. It was only as the Lord of heaven began to reveal himself to his people that they began to understand how compassionate he was towards them and how sympathetic he was with their weakness. The Lord continued to unveil his nature to the children of Israel as he revealed himself through his names. One of the ways that the Lord revealed himself to the children of Israel was by proclaiming his name over them, Yahweh Nisi, or the Lord, our banner, the Lord, our victory. Banner speaks of a victory over your life. I want you to understand today that because you belong to Jesus, because you've been born again into Yeshua, you have within you a spirit which will constantly, continuously, and everlastingly cause you to rise to the top and overcome. Why? Because Yahweh Nisi has a banner of victory over your life and has declared greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. In fact, he's made you more than a conqueror in King Yeshua. So I want to encourage you today to stand up, to be bold, and to declare who you are. You are a winner in Yahweh, destined to overcome forever. We've been called to be salt and light to the world, but Rabbi cannot share the truths from God's Word without help from you. Would you pray and consider donating or becoming a monthly partner with Rabbi as he ministers principles from God's Word through television, the internet, and on-the-ground outreaches, equipping the body of Christ, building the church, and evangelizing the world? Call 800-777-7835 or visit DiscoveringTheJewishJesus.com. Join those who have said yes to the calling.
help Rabbi build God's kingdom through the global outreaches of Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Call today or visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com. In the Torah, Moses said, the Lord's gonna send you, he was speaking to Israel, a prophet from amongst you, just like me. And Moses said, whoever does not listen to him will be cut off. In the beginning of the book of Acts, Peter said, Messiah Jesus is that one that Moses was speaking to. Moses said to the Jewish people, God's gonna raise up from you and for you a, a prophet, a deliverer, just like me and anybody that does not listen to him will be cut off. And so Jesus, beloved, is the savior of all. Again, if he's not the savior of everybody, he's the savior of none. So Paul says, it's the gospel that saves people to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Now let's listen to the next verse, verse 17. For in it, he's speaking of the gospel now, in it, the righteousness of God is revealed. What does Paul mean when he says in the gospel? the righteousness of God is revealed. Well, to understand what Paul was referring to there, let's look in verse number one and two of this same chapter. Paul is introducing himself in his message, and he says this, Paul, a bondservant of Christ Jesus, of Yeshua the Messiah, called as an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, now listen, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. So Paul said he had been made a messenger, an emissary, a sent one, to announce this message in verse number two, which God promised he would bring beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. In other words, in the, in the Hebrew Bible, in the Torah, and in the Hebrew prophets, God had prophesied that he would raise up a deliverer that he would send a Messiah. The Jewish people were waiting for this. There, it, the time that Jesus came to the earth, there was such messianic expectation. And many false prophets and false messiahs had already arisen in Israel. But God finally, in the fullness of time, sent forth the true Messiah. He sent forth his son. And so Paul said, in sending forth his son, in bringing the gospel to us through Yeshua, his righteousness had been revealed. Why had his righteousness been revealed? Because, beloved, he did what he promised he would do. He promised that he would send somebody, once again in verse number two, promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, and now he did it, and because he did it, God's righteousness is revealed. He does what he says he's gonna do. He's faithful. So we're continuing now. For in this gospel, and God bringing it forth in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the righteous man shall live by faith. And what is happening here is the, the scripture writer, Paul, is highlighting the whole fact that salvation has always been through faith. We think about the first Jew, Abraham. How did Abraham come into a relationship with God. Did he do it by keeping the Ten Commandments? No, because the Ten Commandments hadn't been given yet. But Abraham came into a relationship with God by faith. God came to him, he heard God's voice, he believed God, 
and the scripture said it was counted unto him as righteousness. Yeshua, the scripture tells us, is the seed of Abraham. It's that which Abraham promised. When Abraham, when God said to Abraham, through your seed, Abraham, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed, Yeshua was that seed. Once again, in the book of Galatians, we read that, uh, this is taken from the Torah as well, but we find it quoted in the book of Galatians, where God said to Abraham in the Torah, Abraham, through your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. And then Paul, in the book of Galatians, tells us that the seed that God was referring to when he spoke that to Abraham in the book of Genesis is Jesus. So how did Abraham come into relationship with the Lord? Through faith. How do we come into relationship with the Lord today? Through Yeshua, through faith. And so we find in verse 17 that this gospel, this message of salvation, it's been from faith to faith. It started with Abraham and it culminates through faith in King Jesus. Now, next time we get together in this series, beloved, I'm going to be talking to you about the beginning of understanding the reason that God had to send the Messiah. God loves us. He wants us to be well. He desires us to be happy because He's a happy God. But unless we understand the seriousness of sin and its consequences, we will never truly have apprehended why Jesus came, why His blood was shed, why He was nailed to the cross, and so we find in verse number 18, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth and unrighteousness. Now remember what I said earlier in today's episode. The book of Romans is the most comprehensive doctrinal statement we have in the entire word of God to understand our New Testament faith in Father God through Jesus. It is the gospel. If we don't understand the main concepts in the book of Romans, we will not understand the gospel. And how does Paul begin to help us understand the gospel? Number one, he tells us it's good news, it's the power of God for salvation, and then he tells us in verse number 18 what it is we need to be saved from. And what Paul tells us in verse 18 that we need to be saved from, beloved ones, is the wrath of God. Listen again. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness. I want to talk to you next time about the wrath of God and the fear of God. Not to cause you to feel condemned, but to help us understand, beloved, how serious sin and its consequences are. And to receive into our heart the precious truth that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is clean and it converts the soul. We need to walk, beloved, in the love of God and in loving God, we also have to have a holy fear of Him because the love of God and the holy fear of God together transform us and conform us to the image of Jesus. You see, even Yeshua said, don't fear man that can kill the body, fear God who can destroy both soul and body in hell. This is Rabbi Schneider. Until next time, I love you, God bless you, and Shalom. 
Beloved, because of you, we're able to preach the gospel as it was originally given by the Apostle Paul. Many of you that are watching today realize that there needs to be a correction in the message that's being proclaimed. By preaching through the book of Romans line by line, we're getting a balanced understanding of what the gospel message really is, and people need to hear this truth. You see, Yeshua gave us commission, and the commission was to preach the gospel to all creation. And the gospel that needs to be preached, beloved, is the gospel that you're hearing. Through your financial support, millions around the globe are hearing the good news of Messiah Jesus. And you know what, beloved? In participating with this ministry, you are playing a part in preparing the Earth's atmosphere for King Jesus' return, and you're being obedient to what He told you to do, which is to spread the good news of His coming return. Thank you for your financial support. As you're being blessed by this ministry, I would simply ask you, beloved, to support it with your finances because it's a spiritual law of the kingdom. Here's how you can donate or become a monthly partner. Send your tax-deductible gift to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. Or to give by credit card, visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com or call 1-800-777-7835 or text the keyword rabbi to 45777. To show our appreciation, we'll send you an audio CD and download of Rabbi's Message of the Month and our most recent newsletter. Your gift is bringing salvation, healing, and deliverance to Israel and the world through television, internet, and crusade outreaches. Finally, many of us have honored God with our finances while living, but have we considered how we can honor the Lord with our finances when we pass on? For more information, click Will and Estate Gifts at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. In the book of Numbers, chapter 6, the Lord gave instructions to Moses and Aaron to speak this blessing over his people. And the Lord said, when you speak these words over my people, I will place my name on them and bless them. Receive the impartation of the Lord's blessings. Yahweh, Yahweh, Panavelecha Vihunecha Isa Yahweh Panavelecha Veasem Lecha The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up by his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. Revelation today for a brighter tomorrow. Find Discovering the Jewish Jesus on all your favorite social media outlets and stay up to date on the content you love. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. Connecting with Discovering the Jewish Jesus has never been easier. If two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. 
Let our prayer team pray for you. Send us your prayer request today by visiting our website or writing to the address on the screen. Our prayer team lifts up every individual request before the Lord. And then, as God answers your prayer request, or if God has touched your life through discovering the Jewish Jesus, send us your testimony. We want to rejoice with you, and your testimony will encourage others. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Next time on Discovering the Jewish Jesus, join Rabbi on location in Colorado as he explains how you can help awaken God's spirit in those that are suppressing his call.